1: Our locked on Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, it is another
0: edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We are brought to you on today's episode by our friends at Built Bar. Today's episode, again, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, guys, and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's right, it's not your first order. It's any order, $10 off your next order at builtbar.com. So make sure you go check them out. And we'll tell you about DoorDash coming up soon because everybody needs to eat and you want to make it easy on yourself, right? All right, let's get to it. Practice Wednesday uh, at INOVA Sports Performance Center. Uh, formerly Redskins Park, can't call it that anymore. Um, there were a couple of things that stood out. Number one, Chase Young got hurt, uh, did not participate in any of the team 11-on-11 11 11 drills. He was out there in individuals, a little bit of a hip flexor, don't expect it to be anything major. Uh, Ron Rivera is not going to give a lot of details on injuries, but he did confirm that, uh, as we all noticed Um you know, that Chase wasn't out there uh, and that, you know, then he had a bag of ice uh, on his hip. And again, a hip flexor is one of those things where if you try and push through it, it could turn into a something major. If you try and back off of it and get a little rehab, get a little therapy, um, you know, loosen it up, uh, you know, massage, whatever, You could be in a situation where you could probably be back in two, three, four days, something like that, depending on the severity. I wouldn't expect to see Chase Young Thursday at practice. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll be out there for individuals. I wouldn't think he'll be out there for team drills, but I... Uh, Of course, not playing a doctor on the radio uh, or on the podcast. I just don't know. Uh, So that was that. Uh, Adrian Peterson looks like he had a veteran day off. He wasn't out there at the beginning with individuals uh, even. So he did nothing. Uh, We did not ask Ron Rivera what that was about. So that's our fault. Uh, And again, Rivera does not have to issue any kind of injury status or report. uh, So he bristled at that a little bit on Tuesday. But again, he's been good enough to clarify at least some things that we need to know about to pass on to you guys. Uh, But Peterson was on the sideline in uniform, just no helmet, later on during the team period. So he did come out when initially he wasn't out at first. Uh, so don't know what exactly is going on there. Ryan Anderson came back to practice on Wednesday after missing Tuesday's practice. He looked pretty good, uh, was working with the second team, looked pretty good in one-on-one drills that I saw. Uh, went around a couple of guys a couple of times. So uh, that was good to see. Still no Sadiq Charles. Uh, he was out again on Wednesday. A couple of things that stood out to me. Um, one, on offense, Marcus Ball, the big tight end out of Ohio State that was playing in the uh, Alliance of American Football. Uh, they signed him quietly in February. He he looks the part. He's big. 6'5", I want to say. Uh, let me just make sure that I'm giving you the right uh, information, 6'4", 245, is what he's listed as. He looks bigger, I'll tell you that. And he caught a bunch, and he was targeted. And, you know, in talking to a couple of my colleagues right now, it's clear Logan Thomas is number one. I have not noticed Richard Rogers at all. Um, I You know, Hale Hentges had a drop today. Um, he did have a couple of catches. But it looks like, right now, If you had to draw it up, Marcus Ball would be the number two tight end. I haven't noticed Thaddeus Moss really at all. Um, You know, a lot going on. There's 80-some-odd players in camp, so, you know, a lot going on. They split up the field in thirds, seconds, or halves. You know, there's a lot to see and a lot going on. I have not noticed Thaddeus Moss at all. I have noticed Jeremy Sprinkle. And Jeremy Sprinkle's going into the fourth year of his contract and his his salary's elevated. Uh, I think it's $2.5 million under the cap. Uh, He was brutal on Wednesday. Just brutal. He got abused back-to-back, one-on-one reps. Just brutal. Uh, Not good at all. Uh, Because this team needs to improve their blocking on the edge. And he was not good. And then... Uh, On top of that, he tried to run a route that I was right in front of, and he just whiffed. He just tripped right over the white chalk line. Nobody around him. He just went down. Um, On those practice reps that I was talking about, uh, it was Ryan Kerrigan going around him. So we're, we're certainly not talking about. Uh, anybody, you know, embarrassing by any means, but it was Kerrigan and then it was Montez Sweat. Again, inside, outside, both back-to-back, Jeremy Sprinkle just had a rough day. That's all there is to it. And then he just tripped over the white chalk line and just flopped. Nobody around him. Um, And, uh, look, you know, is is he on the... uh, He's certainly not in any way, shape, or form assured, but I can't say that he's not. It's just today was not one of those days where his film showed up. I can tell you that much. Um, so that's the story with that. Other things that stood out one-on-one-wise, Ryan B., uh, versatile defensive lineman, kicked inside. He can. Uh, he played a, over the nose, I think, a little bit at Marshall. Um I mean, I don't watch a lot of martial football, but uh, that's what my guy Pete Medhurst uh, told me. Uh, and today I saw him, you know, of course, interior defensive tackle. I think he can kick out to the outside and play the defensive end spot in the 4 3 a little bit. Uh, he is Ryan B, 265, uh, 280, 280, 280, uh, and 6 7. Uh, so. You know, he's got the size that he can play defensive end in a 4-3. Maybe he's got to go down a little bit. Um, But if you've got versatility and you can play end and tackle, I mean, a guy like – he's battling a guy like James Smith-Williams, seventh-round pick. James Smith-Williams was kicked inside last year. He said he didn't really like it. He'd prefer to play on the outside at defensive end. So you have that situation. As far as the quarterbacks go, Alex Smith, once again, did not participate in full team drills. Um, Ron Rivera said, and Alex said after practice, uh, that, you know, you'll probably see, you know, he's been doing individuals. He's been doing seven on seven. You'll probably next see nine on seven or nine on nine is what they said. And then a gradual increase, to 11 on 11 at some point. And then it's, okay, how do we figure out whether he can be sacked, tackled, what have you, in order to play in an NFL game? Of course, not playing in any preseason games going to be really interesting to see how they ultimately test this. And Alex himself admitted that he doesn't really know. Uh, So that's that situation. And as far as anything else that jumped out to me, the number one offensive line stayed the same. From Tuesday, Ron Rivera heaping a little bit of praise on Jaron Christian. The number one defensive line changed up a little bit with Jerron Payne inside with Matt nitis instead of Jonathan Allen, as it was on Tuesday. Cole Holcomb was paired more with John Bostic and the one defense instead of Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who also spoke after practice. You'll hear that uh, later on in the week. Um, and Troy Apke was back at free safety again. So that was a second consecutive day there. Antonio Gibson looks the part, man. Uh, He screwed up on Tuesday and Ron got after him, but he had some sizzle on a couple of his runs and a couple of his uh, screens. And you could see the Washington football team working on swing passes and screens and naturally designed, not checkdowns, not last resort, which is the way it kind of was under Jay Gruden. But you could see that. You could also see a couple of high snaps, one from Chase Roulier, and Ron Rivera was not happy. Stopped practice, uh, yelled at the guys, uh, basically told them to get their head out of their Beep. And, you know, he was not happy, as he was not happy at the beginning, at the end of practice on Tuesday. Later on in practice, you had, I didn't see the center. You had a backup. Uh, I know it wasn't Roulier because um, Steven Montez was the quarterback uh, at the time, and it was a very high snap. Uh, and Montez actually did a pretty good job to come down with it uh, and recover and throw uh, to Isaiah Wright. Uh, Speaking of Isaiah Wright, he got popped hard on a catch down inside uh, the red zone. That was interesting. We told you Peyton Barber was the number one running back uh, in terms of the first team reps uh, because, again, no Adrian Peterson. Um, There was – let me see – just trying to look uh, through my notes. A couple of drops. Uh, Bryce Love had a drop uh, early in practice on a swing pass. Terry McLaren had a drop. Uh, which was interesting. I think Dwayne Haskins continues to be way too high, way, 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 way too high. He's got to get that under control. It's been a problem for him. Uh, He's still got a problem with it. Uh, He was a little bit more on target in terms of accuracy on Wednesday than he was on Tuesday. Uh, Ron Rivera said kind of a mixed bag. He's doing some good things, uh, making some misreads, that type of thing. He's still learning. But to me, I would be starting to be concerned a little bit with his accuracy. All right, so that is the practice report from Wednesday, August 19th. Coming up next, you will hear my one-on-one interview for SI.com with the new president of the Washington football team, Jason Wright. You will hear that next. All right, it is Chris Russell with you for our friends at Built Bar. That's right, builtbar.com is your place to go to get $10 off your next order. Who can beat that? $10 off. Go get yourself one of the 18 amazing flavors, including nut and nut-free flavors, six new flavors, mm, caramel brownie, Woo. and a little apple almond crisp. Mm, sounds good to me. Or you can get a couple of the old original flavors, double chocolate, salted caramel, um, peanut butter. I love peanut butter. And I am i just finished my latest box of peanut butter brownie. I had one on the way to Washington football practice on Wednesday morning. The bars are covered 100% in chocolate, soft, easy to chew, low in sugar, low in carbs, low in calories, great in taste, great for keto dieting, lots of protein. BuiltBar.com is where you guys need to go. And you'll get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. You'll get a free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. $10 off at
2: BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You
0: need Indeed. All right, it is Chris Russell with you. We continue along on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Part one of my conversation for SI.com with the new president of the Washington football team former NFL running back Jason Wright the new president of the Washington football team what a bombshell I know you knew it was coming but how did you guys keep this a surprise from us Jason and congratulations
3: Uh, yes thank you so much um I actually don't know how it stayed hush hush kudos to everybody who worked on that One me you know all I did was just not tell anybody but my wife and my, my my dad um but uh you know for me, this came together, you know, a bit serendipitously, and I'm grateful for that. You know, it was probably just a matter of time before me as a former football player and executive in the D.C. area came across through my network, the owners of the NFL team in the D.C. area. And that's exactly what happened. Our networks crossed just at the right time where they were looking for a business executive. And we started a series of conversations that you know, I describe as surprising. You know, they, they weren't necessarily just about the business um, or you know, the way that they wanted the franchise to expand value, it was, it started talking about personal values and culture and the words they were using were inclusive, transparent, open, accountability. And these resonated with me and, and we talked about them in a concrete way and talked about what Coach Rivera was doing on the football side to actually implement those sort of values. And we brainstormed what that could look like on the business side and, um, that generation of ideas and the transparency that developed us sharing stories with one another of great business decisions and poor business decisions built a bond that made us all excited to work together. And that's that's really how I ended
0: up here with y'all. So in, in essence, in my understanding, right, it almost happened by happenstance and through like some weird kind of networking sort of way not that you were necessarily looking to be the president of the Washington football team not that they were necessarily directly looking for you it almost just kind of I don't know little 2020 karma
3: yeah yes I mean yes 2020 owes us I tell you that much um
0: <laughs> well yeah, this, is a, I, this is a good thing 2020 is associated yes, exactly. with a yeah, bad 20, things yeah, right?
3: 20, yeah 2020 owes us so you know hopefully this is a down payment on you know, celebrations in 2021, um, uh, yeah, it, it just sort of pulled together. And um, it was a match of values and culture. And the vision that Dan and Tanya Snyder have is aligned with the vision I have and the vision that Coach Rivera has. And and that unity is going to carry us into something new.
0: Jason Wright, the new president of the Washington football team with us um... And and I wanted to ask this uh, in, in a way that it doesn't obviously diminish what you've done post-career, but I know Rod Graves was your general manager in Arizona, and he spoke very highly of you uh, to one of my colleagues, Jason Reed and the Undefeated, who, you know, we used to cover the team together uh, way back when, and we're both old now, so we're a lot older than you, which, um, you know, is, is crazy, but um, but, you know, he, he Rod was saying that he knew from the start you were going to be something special, that you were going to cross some sort of line and and, and and you could just tell it from the start. How influential mm. was he on you? Um, did you always feel like you had a certain type of business executive chops in you even when you were playing? You know, no, I didn't have that view of myself, but I'll tell
3: you the role that, you know, Rod Graves played. Um, whenever especially me as a a person of color and a black athlete, when you see a black leader in the organization, that's not in between the lines. So that can be a coach standing on the sideline, a general manager in the front office, a business executive, subconsciously and consciously, it expands your aperture, Mm -hmm. expands your vision for what you think you can do coming out of that, um, coming out of your career. And I think for me, it functioned to give me a vision that, you know, there is space for somebody who looks like me um, in other parts of a football organization. And, and therefore, there are in other places that I might not expect as well. Um, he played that role. You know, I played under a black head coach, Romeo Cornell, that helped to seed that vision as well. You know, I played under a really dynamic leader in Anthony Lynn, who was a running backs coach for me, who's now a head coach. And you could Absolutely. see it all over him. I mean, You could see it all over him. He was a future head coach. So I, it, that, that helped me a ton to have a vision for myself. But it, you know, to say this was intentional, it, it by no means was. You know, I followed you know, sort of the things that are core to me. I've got a wild intellect that's interested in a lot of different things. And I'm a bit of a nerd. And I like to consume information and learn, 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 learn. That led me to business school, which led me to consulting, which just happened to develop a set of skills that made me right for this, um, and so I'm grateful for that.
0: Jason Wright, the new president of the Washington Football Team, with us here on SI.com. Um, so, when when you've been living in this area, you've been working in this area, obviously as a business professional. Certainly, you you've had to, as an as an NFL veteran, pay attention, you know, to a lot of the things, and, and I know you're not you weren't necessarily privy to a lot of them maybe before you started meeting with Dan and Tanya. Um, what was your outside perception as a former NFL running back of this organization and a lot of the chaos that I'm sure you inevitably heard of?
3: Yeah. You know, I think when you're a longtime fan, I think, you know, the, the, the view, especially when you have so much historical success, the view can be, you know uh, you know, I think I have a fresh set of eyes. Let me give you my fresh set of eyes (laughs) on it, not having been here for more than seven years. Um, While times have not been what this fan base deserves by any means, because this fan base is exceptional on all measures, Um, while we haven't been able to produce that level of performance that they deserve, um, there have been so many moments of great potential, and so many of the ingredients and pieces needed to accelerate to the next level have been in place. And I think so many of those ingredients are there now, most certainly on the football side, as Coach Rivera has put together, a young, talented team, a dynamic coaching staff, a mix of old school and new school methodologies around coaching and scouting. I mean, it's really wonderful. Um, you know, on the business side, we have talented people. Um, but I think the, the unifying thread, the Snyder's hypothesis, I believe this, Coach Rivera believes this, that the unlock is gonna be culture. That if we can establish a consistent culture that has high expectations, that holds us accountable to those, that has trust-based relationships amongst colleagues across the football and business side, that that's going to produce an environment where people perform at their peak, whether that's between the lines or in the office with me. We are going to be more productive and more effective over time if we can unlock people's potential that way. And we certainly must address any of the things that hold us back. It's not just about going from good to great here. We have to address things like the internal... Uh, issues around sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. uh, the allegations that have been levied. Um, There is an independent investigation going after those. And I'm so happy that Dan and Tanya put that in place. That is a best practice to open up and be transparent to the outside world. It's actually a very brave thing to do. Um, We have to get those things right uh, to not only, um, not not only because it's the right thing to do, but because it's going to unlock our performance overall. So I, I think our, our hypothesis right now is that culture is going to be that next unlock and then we'll see what else is there.
0: All right, coming up next, Jason Wright and I continue our conversation. What does he have to say about the fans and re-engaging the fans and as well being used to an NFL lifestyle. That's next right here on LOWFT. All right, once again, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at DoorDash. Guys, Let me tell you something. In these times, you know, I work nonstop all day long. I don't want to cook. I don't want to clean. I don't have time for any of it. I can barely breathe, right? So the easiest thing to do a lot of the times is order something right you want to go out but it's not exactly safe to go out to restaurants even if you're socially distanced even if you're wearing face cover stay home and use doordash that's right doordash download the doordash app right now it's easy to use and you can order from whatever restaurant you want chinese food pizza burgers wings whatever you want 300,000 partners throughout the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia. You can support your favorite restaurants. You can support fast food restaurants, sit down restaurants. They bring it to you. And right now our listeners can get $5 off and no delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code ON. That's $5 off your a uh, next order and zero delivery fees on your first order I or should say when you download the DoorDash app don't forget code locked on for $5 off your first order at DoorDash
2: this locked on podcast is brought to you by Home Chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down how are your resolutions coming one of mine was to order less takeout cook more at home but I'll be honest i haven't been consistent that is until i found Home Chef Home Chef provides fresh ingredients Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free desserts.
0: All right. I'm Chris Russell. We continue and finish up with a new president, 38 year old of the Washington football team. The first black president NFL history, former NFL running back Jason Wright. Jason, I, I, this is the point I made. You tell me if I'm crazy, wrong, right, whatever. Um, I argued that you were brilliant hire for, for, for many different reasons. But most importantly, I, I think you having been in several NFL buildings, you knowing mm-hmm. the NFL calendar, the NFL culture, the work week, which is not a 40-ish hour work week. It's an 80 to 100-hour work week. You know, I know as a member of the media, I work, you know. Yes, you work yourself to the bone
3: during the season, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, it's just crazy hours. How much of that, and I know it's different as a player as opposed to an executive, but how much of that do you think is going to benefit you as you make this transition back into the NFL?
3: Yeah, well, I think, thankfully, you know, the work ethic and the in-season rhythm or pace that established in the NFL actually really helped me going into the executive ranks, particularly in professional services, where mm-hmm. those long hours still exist. Um, <laughs> except, except the thing I had to get used to is that there was no off-season. <laughs> it just kept right on going, kept right on going. So I never have left that pace of work and that okay. rhythm and that battle rhythm. Um, but I, I actually think you're, you're onto something, uh, uh, a um, And that is both sides of uh, a football franchise whether it's the football side or the business side, are steeped in passionate people who are willing to invest to the point of exhaustion Mm
1: -hmm.
3: to advance the cause. On one side, that's wins. Every player comes out of a game exhausted. Coaches come out of the game mentally and emotionally exhausted. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the business side, it's to expand the value of the franchise. Um, in the media, you, you all are working to the point of exhaustion to put this out there for the public to engage, knowing it's a uniter of culture across our country. You know, like everybody is passion driven and willing to work very hard. And, and that's why, to me, if you can unlock culture, if you can have clear strategy around the things that matter, you're actually going to get great outcomes in this industry because you have immense talent that is willing to work their tails off to get to the goal line.
0: I worked inside that building on a pretty everyday basis for six seasons. They were six very long seasons, Um, you know, under Mike Shanahan, under Bruce Allen. I saw a lot. I I saw a lot of bad, good, you know, some days it was normal. Um, I, I only say that to say like, I always had a hard time on, kind of determining who I could trust, who I couldn't trust, Mm. who I could believe in, who was a good person, who had nefarious reasons. How does Jason go about determining who's a good good person and who's somebody you can trust?
3: Good question. Um, Be quick to listen and slow to speak, Um, I think, is a heuristic when you're entering anything new. Uh, And not just, you know, out of caution or fear. Um, which can be legitimate as well, but actually, because people have really valuable information that you, as a leader who don't have all the context, who don't have the history, need to know. Um, and so, I, I plan to be quick to listen and slow to speak internally within the organization. Obviously, I've been speaking a whole hell of a lot um, in the media, um, <laughs> which is well,
0: I appreciate bit,
3: that a bit antithesis to my normal approach. But that's all good. <laughs> but that's all good. Um, but internally, I think um, folks will find uh, that I'm going to listen, I'm going to process, I'm going to play back um, what I hear, and it's going to inform my thinking. Um, uh, so I think that's, that's one of the ways that you start to understand the landscape. And then I, I think um, you got to have a set of folks around you that you do establish trust-based relationships with, and you're not always going to get it right. But once you have that core group, you retreat to that core group and you're able to have open talk. And that's actually just a mentally healthy exercise to do. We all need our people. We all need our people within the workplace. We all need our people at home. And um, I plan to do that as well.
0: Uh, I have a million other questions for you, but I know we're running out of time, so I'll ask one more. No. How, how soon, uh, I, I know the name change is gonna be a crazy process, and I, I know there's no you know, magic potion or anything, and I know it's gonna be a long, arduous road, and you're gonna involve the fans, and I think that's a really smart thing. Um, the stadium, you know, that has been a big mm-hmm. issue around here. How quickly do you get to work on that? Is that gonna take a year from now for you to get to started on that, or is that something you have to jump into immediately?
3: Yeah. So I've been a part of large complex capital projects, but never anything like a stadium. You know, there's probably only a handful of people in the world that can say they credibly built a stadium, you know, or worked to build a stadium. Um, but I, I know that roughly, you know, the timetable on that is like six to seven years, right. Of a project of this size, complexity mm-hmm. and importance. Right. So, you know, that says to me that some of these early steps need to be happening. <laughs> so, um, and so while it is uh it may not be, you know, uh, pants on fire urgent, but there's certainly amount of urgency uh, to getting moving. Um, and I think, you know, some of that has been in motion, you know, and I'll find out come Monday when I start exactly what, I'll find out where conversations are, where the thinking is, you know. Um, uh, I know that this is something that Dan is incredibly passionate about and actually super brilliant about. Some of our most fun conversations in the interview process have been around this topic. And um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm eager to really dive in and continue to push this forward with this thought partnership. And um, uh, so it, it has to start fairly soon. But that said, there are a couple of things that are truly urgent and need to be addressed first before we really move on to that in earnest, um, Or at least for me. Um, one is a COVID season. The second is establishing a culture that's healthy that encourages everybody to bring their best selves to work, that empowers voices that may have been muffled in the past and establishes accountability and trust across the business enterprise. And and we need to do those two things first and and also engage fans in a new and deep and important way that recognizes their value. If we do those things first, then I think the rest we can catch up on.
0: Yeah. There's no doubt that, you know, Uh, and everything I've heard from you is incredibly impressive in terms of how you're planning to reach out and reconnect with those fans because fans are are fans but they're also your customers and you know that they've been kind of disgruntled and maybe for good reason so that is certainly going to be as much of a priority as anything well listen I I really I know you've done a lot of talking over the last two days uh, but this is what happens when you do something as cool as you're embarking on so um, you know congratulations really happy to get a chance to talk to you and uh, get to meet you a little bit, uh, be it virtually. And I, I look forward to working with you, um, likewise, you know, in the uh, future.
3: Likewise, likewise. I'm looking forward to it too, man. All
0: right, that's Jason Wright, the new president of the Washington football team right here. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And my thanks to the new president. Of the Washington football team, Jason Wright, my thanks to you for listening and downloading. Please spread the word. Please email me, WrestleMania 9 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter as well, WrestleMania 621 the uh, the podcast, at LockedWFTPod, at LockedWFTPod, and me on si.com covering the Washington football
1: team. Adios.